Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. The final hour is here, OutKick 360 across the OutKick network. Hopefully your day's gone by as fast as ours has. Been a fast-paced show. It has show. been a fast show. I feel a good energy in the studio today with everyone in here. Matty Ice hasn't been too nervous. Yeah, or mean. Sometimes his, his nerves really affect the rest of the show Yeah, and everyone in here. But today, he's been very calm, cool, collected, and ready polite. to go. You know, he hasn't, he hasn't made anyone start angry fights or, or anything. hasn't it's been offended great. anyone today. He's, he's, he's kind of become our show muscle. Yeah. If we need someone dealt with, we send Matty Ice to deal with that person. We do. And he does so. He's one of the nicest dudes I've ever met. And I met him, uh, what, a month ago, Matt? Last time? But first, uh, two months ago. Oh, July 1st. Sorry. <laughs> July 1st. He was so quiet, I didn't know he was here for a month. Didn't know Matt. He put the day down in his calendar. The, the day I met Hutton. <laughs> July 1st. <laughs> Dear Diary, I met a very handsome man today. Bearded in fact, man. it was a weekend. It was a Sunday. Yes. It wasn't even a work day. Dear but. Diary, it's three days before our nation's Independence Day. <laughs> And I walked into a bar in Nashville and met a man, met a boy. I met a boy today by the name of John. Who became a man. Some call him Jonathan. His closest friends call him John Hutton. It was a great day. There are three people that have called me John in my life that are still allowed to, and then everyone else calls me Jonathan. Most call me Hutton. Coach Doug Matthews is one of them. Doug Matthews. Um, a great family friend, uh, neighbor to the family farm, Mike Bolden. Calls me John, and uh, a gentleman by the name of Bill Johns. Oh, that's long, right. Yes, long Bill time, Johns. Long time uh, sales uh, person here in town who's probably still billing $2 million even though he's retired. Yep. Uh, just because he gets a fax in. Um, those, takes, are, those are the three. He those handles are the three. that fax. Um, Chad, I've got some facts for you for the NFL. Okay. Every week uh, at Outkick.com, every Wednesday around noon Eastern – I've got a column that post where I'm going through the NFL awards watch list. I, I get it. It's way early in the season. My goal here is to assess the top performers in each category and how we judge players at the end of the season, the, the elite players at the end of the season, based on the, the main categories. MVP, Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year, and then Rookie Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year. We will also get into Coach of the Year, later in uh, in this column but each week I'm, I'm not changing it up just for the sake of change josh allen for instance was on my list two straight weeks to begin the season he's not there anymore because lamar jackson is i think right now lamar jackson is the most valuable player in the nfl based on his play throughout the course of the first three weeks of the season he's doing it through the air and on the ground and Chad, it's the it's the way he's going about. It. I, I realize they lost a game to Tua Tagovailoa and an epic comeback by Miami in Week Two, but the former MVP 
is playing like a current MVP right now in Baltimore. He ranks fourth in the league in rushing with 243 yards. And he didn't even run against the Jets in week one. In fact, people were shocked that he was so good through the air in week one. That's the the vast majority of those yards over the last two weeks in, in games where he is also thrown for 300, 250. He's, he's getting it done. He's staying in the pocket and delivering the football. In fact, he in this game, he threw 88% of his passes from the pocket for offensive coordinator Greg Roman. And he completed 66% of those passes. He's playing at such a high level, he deserves to be number one this week to me. And while he's ridiculed for representing himself in this contract negotiation, I've maintained all offseason and even last year, I think he has played this perfectly. The risk is health. That's a risk with any player. If he gets hurt, that's when I think we factor in, oh, he should have taken the guaranteed money three weeks ago. But the fact he turned it down and what he could represent, not just for quarterbacks, but players moving forward with a union that's the weakest that we've seen when we put it up with the four major sports in terms of what they get in return and what the ownership gets in return for these TV contracts... Um, if Deshaun Watson's getting a fully guaranteed deal at $250 million, this guy's worth the fully guaranteed as well. And I'm glad he turned it down prior to the start of the season because he's going to get paid more because Baltimore didn't pony up to begin with. I think if you're a fan of football, you should be rooting for Lamar Jackson because what we want, especially at the highest level of any sport, is someone so committed to the sport and their team and their craft that they're willing to risk some things because they want to be a part of it and they want to play. Yeah. At no time did Lamar Jackson uh, hold out in this or was he going to possibly hold out for the season? No. I respect the fact that the guy just doubled down on himself and said, I want to get paid more. Uh, you know, I, I want to get paid to Sean Watson money or whatever it may be because I deserve that. But I'm going to go out and prove it and I'm going to earn so- it and I'm not going to play afraid. I'm going to go have one of the best seasons I've ever had. He's doing that so far. And for that reason, I respect the guy immensely. And I think that his mindset is good for the sport. I want uh, Let's point out, though, to be fair to the situation, last year was the real gamble. He got hurt last year, and they lost out. They lost, what, six or seven straight to end the season after starting 8-2 and two or 8-3. and three. And then Jackson got hurt. The gamble was last year because I believe he made base salary around $2 million roughly, in year four. This is his fifth-year option, and he's getting $23 million this year on that rookie deal. So they can franchise tag him for two more years. That's that's what Baltimore could do. But based on the guaranteed money, which I believe was around $150-ish million, maybe it was up to $170, $175, it's not that much more than what he could get as you start to look at the top five contracts at quarterback in the NFL, and that's the average of what he will get based on a franchise tag. So the 250 plus million fully guaranteed Deshaun Watson deal factors into that five that they'll divide into to figure out his tag. Plus, if you've got Burrow or Herbert that's going to get paid this offseason and others, Russell Wilson's new deal, Kyler Murray's new contract, all of that will factor into the money he's going to get over the next two years if they want to franchise tag him. If not, they need to pay him considerably more in guarantees off of what they offered him to begin this season, which he turned down. Right behind Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. 
phenomenal start for a guy in a prove-it year. And we can point to Tua. Jalen Hurts, for me, Chad, here, here is his stat line when Philly finished the first half against the Commanders on Sunday. 18 of 27, 279 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He's right there on the fringe of being a true superstar in the league because he's taking advantage of the weapons around him and he looks comfortable within the offense that he's running. He was already running the offense last year through the run game and now he's showing off uh, the the aerial attack and throwing it to a a, a great uh, group of receivers that are make uh, Devontae Smith's catch at the one yard line last last week phenomenal. AJ Brown has showed up each week. I love what the Eagles have done. Uh, the Eagles wanted Deshaun Watson. Let's tie him in here too. They're now thinking everyone that they're not having that didn't trade for Deshaun Watson last year, and they ended up with Jalen Hurts in this situation after acquiring AJ Brown and the weapons around, and they've picked up where they left off, and they've added pieces to their offense, and they're benefiting from that. We Se- could, we could see the route, by the way, for, quickly on mm-hmm. on uh, Jalen Hurts to being really good and having a breakout year and a year where he needed to. Uh, it's been surprising compared to the Lamar Jackson story. Lamar Jackson's a, a past MVP, so it's not shocking that he's playing at an MVP level right now. It's surprised to me that Jalen Hurts is playing at an MVP. I agree with your list, Hutton. He's right there right now. That that does surprise me a bit, even though he was given no excuses this offseason with the improvement of their roster. So I, I want to give a shout-out to a guy who did not make my top three this week, and that's Tua. Tua on third down this year. Josh Allen, by the way, is my third pick. Uh, he was number one the last two weeks. I've dropped him to third based on the performance of Lamar and and with Jalen Hurts. Tua on third down this year. 20 of 26 for 284 yards, four touchdowns, a passer rating of 151.3. On fourth down, Tungavailoa, one of one. He's thrown for a touchdown in that situation. In the fourth quarter, 20 of 29, 326 yards and four touchdowns. We saw that against Philadelphia, or excuse me, against Baltimore. In the red zone, 9 of 13 for 55 yards and five touchdowns. He is playing at an extremely high level and uh, apparently through a back issue (laughs) as well. He's questionable, by the way, for tomorrow night as uh, we will watch the Dolphins take on the Cincinnati Bengals, who will be in their color rush, all white uniforms and helmet. Um, Offensive player of the year. This is where uh, Davey Hudson uh, sent this over to me through DraftKings because I wanted to see their odds because I think I'm going to be different with them. Um, And they've got Lamar Jackson listed here, uh, Jalen Hurts for offensive player of the year. MVP is a quarterback award. And generally speaking, a wide receiver or a running back will win offensive player of the year. Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen are behind Lamar Jackson right now at DraftKings for Offensive Player of the Year. Stefan Diggs, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley. That's where I'm starting, is with Saquon Barkley. Plus 1,500 on the odds right now to win Offensive Player of the Year. He sits atop the category for me, because again, I'm not factoring in quarterbacks in this award. Top quarterback gets MVP, and then the best skill position gets Offensive Player of the Year, even though Offensive Player of the Year, if it's a quarterback, they're the Offensive Player of the Year. Um, he's the reason why the Giants are 2-1. and one. He's averaging 105 yards rushing per game. In the loss to the Cowboys, he had that 36-yard touchdown run that was the, the heartbeat for the Giants in the second half. He had 14 carries, 130 yards against the, the Dallas defense. 
And he's doing that against a loaded box behind a bad offensive line. I think we're overlooking Saquon Barkley's performance to begin the season coming off of a year where he didn't look like himself. This is this is the Saquon Barkley that was drafted number two overall, Chad. Yeah, he's been terrific. I, I, I like him at the top of this list. It feels like it's going to be a, a receiver this year. It does. But, I mean, I... It's, you know, Derrick Henry, he won this one time, right? At least once. Yep. I'm trying to think of running backs who've won that this recently. Uh, it feels nice. Two, and, it took 2,000 yards to do it. It feels nice and throwback to have a running back at the top of this list, right? And not a receiver in today's I, NFL. So I've got, I have Barkley ahead of Nick Chubb, who is the leading rusher through three weeks with 341 yards rushing. Uh, behind him, Barkley, and then Falcons running back Cordero Patterson. Those are the three running backs who have topped 300 yards rushing through three weeks. That's it. And I mentioned earlier, Lamar Jackson's fourth in rushing. Um, you've got Chubb, who's averaging five and a half yards per carry. There are 14 games remaining in the regular season. And on the horizon, it's not, you know, it's still night. We know that the sun's about to rise for the, for the Browns fans and Browns ownership because they know Deshaun Watson is eligible in week 12. But if they are around 500, Tyler Castle, don't get excited here. If they're around 500, game below 500, it's because Nick Chubb stays healthy and he continues his dominance behind their offensive line running the football. And they're within reach of a wild card spot, the final wild card spot, if they can get there. And then Watson comes in and plays like they paid him to play, quite frankly. That's my offensive uh, uh, player of the year, Candace. Defensive player is easy for me, Micah Parsons. The most dominant player right now in football. Play Peyton, in and play out. Peyton he, and Eli talked about Michael Parsons over and over again. Monday is, night. Every play was, oh, this seems like a down for Michael Parsons. <laughs> seems like a down for him to get after it. He moves around. You have to account for him on every snap. Um, double teams aren't working for him or Nick Bosa. And th- this guy is just phenomenal. Because, again, he's not rushing off the same edge every single snap. They're moving him around, and he's making tackles in space. Uh He's, he's, he's awesome. I, I put T.J. Watt in this category, too, this week, Chad. He's not playing. The, the Steelers are 0-6-1 without him now. And they're just average defensively. In the two games he's been out, they have seven quarterback pressures. Seven quarterback hits. I'm sorry. Seven quarterback hits. And that's with playing Jacoby Brissett um, last week. That's, that's an issue, and that's his value. I wanted to give him... Uh, a thumbs up there because they're not good without him and they were okay with him, but he was a superstar on that defense. Um, quick story coming in here from baseball. We opened the show with this yep. Braves Mets. Yeah. What's happening. This there? is from Mike Puma who covers the Mets for the New York post said Mets told major league baseball. They were willing to move today's game to 4 PM and then get to Atlanta and play tomorrow night in Atlanta ahead of the weather to get one game in, and the Braves declined. That's what he's saying. So that is, that's the Braves saying, we're in Washington currently. We're not flying in tomorrow and facing you. It could um, also be, I, I, I need to see. Are they trying the, to start a pitcher that needs another uh, yes, day? Yes, I need to see the Braves rotation because yep. I think that's more of, you know, we want Max Freed to start yep. game one of that series. And, and then he's if, not going to be ready tomorrow. And if you can't play tomorrow, no, excuse me, if you can't play Friday, and I think they, they should be able to play Friday, right? Based on the early forecast, it, the rain should be coming in Saturday, Sunday. 
Is that right? I mean, if they play, no, I think the rain's coming in Friday, Friday Saturday. Saturday. So if they play Friday, if they play Friday, they're fine because they have a plan right now to play a doubleheader on Sunday and still have the Sunday night baseball. So this game is at about night. free pitching, and I don't blame them. I mean, you're, you, they have probably been on a, in, a, in a regiment now looking at this series, trying to calculate how they catch the Mets, which has been a chase all season. Now that they're there, you want your best pitcher on the mound if you've been trying to plan it that way. Well, and they've got Jake Odorizzi tonight against the Nationals. The Braves do. I'm trying to uh, see a projected rotation for the Met series right now. Uh, full column at uh, Outkick.com. Chad, do you want to preview what you're going to be writing about this week, later this week at Outkick? Yeah, so every Friday on the show, we do a um, uh, my top 10 games the college football weekend. So we're still going to have that on Friday. For my column this week, I'm looking at top five college football storylines to watch this weekend. So the biggest five things to keep in mind as you're watching games on Saturday. So that will drop either later today or tomorrow morning. Zach, I will post it when we do, and we'll talk about it on the show as well. Zach Wilson is medically cleared for the Jets, and he's going to start this weekend for New York, facing the Steelers. Look, that game's in Pittsburgh. Is that right? It's uh, Zach Wilson on the road in Pittsburgh. You're eager to see him play, Chad. Jets. Yeah, that's the only reason I didn't bury the uh, the Jets in our GTFO segment earlier. They because um, I want to see him play first. By the way, I've got Major League Baseball projected starters. It is TBD for both Braves and Mets the entire series as of right now. But so there's some there's something going on with yeah they've they've been positioning their starters for this series to claim someone the lead needs and then, another day to get it going. And then you if you get the series in with the pitchers you want. You're finishing. They have the Marlins after this. Yep. And then you start the postseason, and you'd have your rotation set the way you want going into the postseason. Well, if you were to sweep the match, you could essentially start, you know, call people up from AAA right. and start them against the Marlins. And and maybe you're not able to sweep the Mets until you play the final game on that Thursday, on the sixth, when the playoffs start on October seventh, which would really throw the rotations into a tailspin. Um. When we come back, we will get into the Vegas top 25. That's a bit different. There are some glaring differences in the SEC for the Vegas top 25 in college football in a neutral field compared to the AP top 25 voters. Ole Miss is going to have a pretty good ranking in this. Spoiler alert. We're also going to talk about Lane Kiffin and some of his comments and the Auburn job that's going to be open and something that Lane Kiffin... We'll hold off on it. Okay. Because there's an uneasiness around Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss that I don't fully understand based on the amount of success he has had and continues to have in that program. DraftKings, uh, we mentioned the the Offensive Player of the Year odds right now uh, for a futures bet. You can get Lamar Jackson at plus 700 for Offensive Player of the Year. If you want a skill position, Cooper Cup, plus 700 as well for that award. You can also bet this weekend. Bet $5, get $200 in free bets for all new DraftKings users. Got to be 21 years or older. This is for first-time DraftKings Sportsbook customers only. DraftKings, they've updated the NFL offer. Bet $5, you win $200 in free bets. The offer is live right now. Goes through November 20th. Outkick.com slash bet is the site. You bet five or more dollars on any NFL pregame money line, which can start tomorrow. You could do it uh, for the London game with the Vikings on Sunday morning. You win that bet, you win $200 in free bets. Again, win that bet, get your $200 in your account for DraftKings. 
in free bets in addition to any cash winnings from your original wager once it's settled. You've got to be 21 years or older. Visit outkick.com slash bet for all of our DraftKings content. That's outkick.com slash bet. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. We're going to discuss the the Rebels of Ole Miss, and it will tie into what we're about to work through here through Las Vegas, the oddsmakers, philstill.com. Behind the paywall, they've been nice enough to let us use this from an SEC perspective. The Vegas oddsmakers have their own top 25. And they base this, Chad, off of neutral field, who would be favored. What, and I say top 25. That's, my, that's been my focus when you send this to us. I know they're, they're ranking all of them. Yeah, we're, we're going to have SEC teams outside the top you, 25. You can, see, you can see big differences between the voters for the AP top 25 and where teams are and how they're viewed versus the faith that Vegas has on who those teams would win against on a neutral site game. And yeah. here, here's a look at the SEC Vegas rankings, courtesy of philstill.com. Uh, Alabama, Georgia, uh, they're one and three. It, the AP top 25 has Georgia number one, Bama two, Ohio State three. In the SEC Vegas rankings, Vegas has Alabama one, followed by Ohio State, followed by Georgia at three. The flip-flop there is very interesting because I think, hands down, Georgia has been the most impressive team, but Vegas trusts Saban. They trust Bryce Young. They trust Bama to win close games. Yes. By the way, it is Arkansas, not, not on our screen. It's uh, not Ask Kansas. I look at Ask Kansas, I think it's like uh, Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Just yep. ask the state of Kansas about it. That is, uh, Wait, that that's, is not how you, that's not how you spell it? That's not that's how, how you spell it. Oh, sorry. That's, that's, that's how I, I would have I just want to clarify that for our audience. Yeah. Um, here's what jumps out to me about this list. Kentucky, if you ask Vegas, is wildly overrated. Yep. Tennessee's rated about exactly where they need to be, but Kentucky at number 25 in the Vegas ratings is way away from where they are right now, which I believe is seventh, one spot ahead of Tennessee. Seventh. So in the AP poll. Consider this. Vegas has Kentucky in their rankings, 25th in the country on a neutral site game on 
who they would be favored over. 25th. So 24 other teams they would have favored against Kentucky on a neutral site game. And consider that Kentucky's already gone on the road and won in Gainesville. Yes. But they're 25th, whereas the AP Top 25 has, has the Wildcats 7th. That is why when we saw the line come out this week against Ole Miss where the Rebels at home in Oxford are a touchdown favorite over Kentucky, you're like, what do, what do they know? Vegas is telling us they don't trust Kentucky on the road. They, they'll favor them at home, but outside of Lexington, they don't trust them all that much to go win a game. Also, keep this in mind, that line has only gone up. It started at six. It's, it's now a seven. It was six and a half this morning. But now Ole Miss is seven-point home favorite over Kentucky. Now, I, a couple one, things one, have, thing, one, one more thing. Tennessee is exactly where they are in both polls. Yeah, no, I, I mentioned that. Tennessee's exa- Vegas believes the AP has Tennessee where they need to be. A week ago, Tennessee was fifth. They dropped two spots after beating Florida in this poll. Also, this is, this is where the, the voters and what they've done, it doesn't matter to Vegas. They're just looking at the team and how they're playing on the field. Utah's sixth. Mm-hmm. We don't have them on here, but Utah's a spot ahead of Tennessee. The same Utah team that lost to Florida. Utah far ahead of USC. USC is 11th in that poll. A couple things that really jump out to me. Vanderbilt is wildly underrated if Missouri is 65. I think Vandy and Missouri are pretty comparable, quite frankly, right now. I don't think there's much separation between them. I, I don't think that they're 46 spots different. But again, this is not human. This is algorithms in Vegas mm-hmm. and odds makers and everything they put into with the numbers telling us where teams would be if you rank them I, on a neutral field head-to-head. Uh, a couple of other things, observations. A&M, 10th on a neutral side because of their defense and the way that they play and the fact that they still have playmakers even though they're not getting it done from the quarterback position. They've lost Anaya Smith, and this is still the poll where – their best wide receiver, one of the top in the country, is done for the year, and AM would still be favored on all but nine other teams on a neutral site in Vegas today. That's surprising to me. Yeah, and, and LSU is in a good spot, a spot ahead of Kentucky. That 24 also jumps out, where LSU's nowhere near the rankings right now well, after losing to Florida State to start the season. So Ole Miss, 13th on this poll we're looking at, and Kentucky is 25th. And that is the gap between a touchdown difference for the Wildcats. If you want to go take the, take those odds at DraftKings, outkick.com slash bet, uh, you can. You can take the Wildcats on the road. They've already proven they can go on the road and win. They did it in Gainesville, and they did it through defense. They did it through not turning the football over. They protect, they're protect. they getting their best running back back in the lineup this week. But Vegas is still saying, hey, uh, Ole Miss is better by a touchdown. I don't buy it. I, I don't buy it. But they're showing our... That, Kentucky's not valued very heavily here, and Ole Miss is, despite Ole Miss not playing nearly the schedule that we've seen from, from Kentucky, but Kentucky hasn't been – when they've played down to their opponent, yeah, I'm, been, we're also critical they, of them. They had a hard time putting Northern Illinois with their backup quarterback away, winning by eight on Saturday. We're going to do this exercise every week. I, I think it is a fascinating contrast for viewers of our show to be armed with this knowledge – because it's going to be so different from the AP poll that you see. People constantly ask me. I got this question three or four times on social media this week. How in the world is Ole Miss favored over Kentucky by a touchdown when they're ranked lower than them? 
And I, I just tell them, the rankings don't mean diddly squat when it comes to how Vegas is going to put a point spread up. It just doesn't. So take that number up. This is the number that matters. This shows us why Ole Miss is a seven-point favorite over Kentucky because they're ranked 13th in Vegas and Kentucky's ranked 25th. Hudden, are you ready for the bottom three teams in all of college football based by Ve- uh, on Vegas odds? Yes. Florida International is dead last. Hawaii. This is out of 131 teams. Hawaii is 130. UMass is 129. The How last, bad must FIU be to be behind Hawaii? Do you have any guess on the last place Power 5 team? This is also the top team to me that's oh. most likely to lose their coach outside of Auburn very soon. See, I would have put Vandy there. Colorado, 122. Colorado is 0-4 and is lost Co- by an average of 31 points Where per game. Where is Colorado State? Colorado State is 125, and Colorado is 122 in the rankings. Colorado State, who lost to MTSU after MTSU lost to James Madison. Colorado State, who this past weekend lost to Sacramento State 41-7 to at home. Um, yeah. Well, Colorado State is better than Akron, um, UConn, New Mexico State, UMass, Hawaii, and Florida International, according to Vegas. Now, the next Power 5 conference team from Colorado up in the rankings, this is what shows you how bad Colorado is right now. you got to go up 18 spots to 104 to find Georgia Tech, who's 18 spots better than Colorado. One spot ahead of them is Northwestern at 103. Two spots ahead of them Vanderbilt at 101. Those are your bottom four teams in the Power Five. Where would Vandy have been at this time last year in that? Dead last. Dead last, without a doubt. Not in all of college football, but in the Power Five, yes. Um, okay, well, I mean... They would have been near the bottom in, in, that, they would have in been all of college football. They would have been bottom 10, right? Um, they would have been in the one-teens, I would say. And they're 101 right now. That, that's a nice jump for, for Clark Lee. Uh, and I know yeah, people I, are going to ridicule that. That they are improved. They've got a young quarterback. Uh, they well, got destroyed. You, you this can past now week see where they're Bama. going. They're going to be solid. Yes, they're they're still not good this year, but at least you can see a path to them being pretty good in the not so distant future. Uh, so Lane Kiffin, we're he's about to uh, coach a game in Oxford where the game, if it's not sold out, will be near capacity. Capacity in, in Oxford is like sixty five thousand, I believe. It's a small stadium. It's not hard to get fans there unless Kiffin comes out for a second half and he's upset about the crowd, Chad. So there's only three schools, no, four in the SEC. I saw the stat the other day, trying to remember all of it. Four schools in the SEC that don't have at least 80% capacity for every game, every home game in college football. Ole Miss is one of those schools, and it may be 83% is the barrier. Um, But Lane Kiffin, after a win over Tulsa, where they only won by a touchdown, had this to say about his home atmosphere. When you come back out and you run out the tunnel and it looks like a high school game playing in a college stadium, you can't let that affect you. You know, there's psychology to that, obviously. There's a home field advantage for a reason. You know, when it goes the other way, you kind of have that feeling, you know, that, man, are we still really playing in a game here? You know, the players have to fight that. So, again, we use that as a learning lesson for our guys. So that's the case that's the case i'm worried about what i can control i've tried social media in here for two years so you know we'll worry about what you can control and that's 
getting our players ready to play. It's not very subtle from Lane Kiffin, and I applaud the honesty. And he tried to do it in the uh, kindest way he possibly could by basically saying, Ole Miss fans need to be here every week, and we need to create a home-field atmosphere, even in a game against Tulsa, and don't leave at halftime, and don't have us come out in the second half looking like a high school game because you wanted to get back to your tailgate in the Grove. I'm giving you the more blunt assessment of what Lane Kiffin is saying, and everything that Lane Kiffin does, Hutton, the way he speaks on social media, the way he flirts with other schools on social media in a troll-type way, but also kind of serious. Yeah. The way he's rumored from a lot of media members for almost every job opening, that's not by accident. That's his agent talking to people, or he's talking to people about it. How many wins will it take for him to be okay with being at Ole Miss? He's proving right now. They went to a New Year's Six game. If they beat Kentucky as a seven-point favorite, they could be in line to go again this year to another New Year's Six games after the start to this season. And in the SEC West, that may not be quite as good as we thought it, going into the season. It should not be difficult to pull a crowd with Lane Kiffin as your head coach in Oxford, Mississippi. No, this is on the fans. And and, and they can make excuses about it, it but this one's on the fans. It's surprising to me, though. Like it's a, it's a very passionate fan base that shows up in that light blue and will travel with the best of them. We saw it in Tuscaloosa. Saw it last year in the Sugar Bowl, right? Like, there is a buzz around the program if Kiffin's your coach and you've got Matt Corral and you're, you know, you're unbeaten going to Tuscaloosa. Um, I'm surprised they're not packing that stadium. It's 65 grand. It's not like it's a 100,000-seat stadium. And I mean, remember, he would marvel about Neyland Stadium in the year he was there. He still does. But I mean, that's, I mean, this kind of goes back to my point, though. He'll yeah. still talk about the greatest, the great atmosphere at Neyland Stadium. Yeah, and he still talks about the mustard, the golf ball, and the mustard bottle, and jokes about that. But he loves that. I mean, he loves playing, well, and coaching in front of that atmosphere. And that's what that's part of. Now it. he'd like I, it more if that crowd was behind him. I don't. You know, think, he's coaching, but I don't think he enjoys. I mean, he enjoys the media aspect of it, like the 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 prodding. You know, the the social media. He doesn't want to be the marketing director. You know, James Franklin had to do that at Vanderbilt. Kiffin should not have to do that at Ole Miss. So I don't know if there is a number that's good enough to make him happy in Oxford if every time that the team gets some momentum, he, you know, trots out there in the third quarter and the crowd's not behind him on it. It's it's weird. I, I, if if I Kiffin's think... not doing it, I'm not I don't know who you can hire in Oxford, Mississippi that would generate more buzz for an SEC-like atmosphere than Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. I think they're perfect together, quite frankly. You know, Kiffin can go be Kiffin in Oxford and get away with it, right? I don't know if he can do that in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, or in Gainesville, Florida, or in Baton Rouge. He can do that yeah, in Oxford. I, I think also Kiffin is saying, I mean, look, guys, we – We've been really good since yeah. we've been here. I mean, we went to the Sugar Bowl a year ago. We're 4-0. Yeah. And, and we've retooled. We're trying and to... this is not just a message about the past. It's a message. Get there early and pack the place against Kentucky, a top-10 team well, at home on Saturday. We need a home-field atmosphere for this game. But also, like... Let's make it happen. He's having to build his program through the portal, which he's done now last year to this year, and he's going to have to do it again. And you've got to create this mentality like you're building and generating something that's building not just within the program, but with the, the community. And the, 
And if you're there and it's empty and you've got recruits in town, you're looking around going, man, this is, I mean, we're, we're attendance wise. What they're, what he's saying is we're closer to Missouri and Vandy. They're not there. They're closer to Missouri and Vandy than they are in Missouri. Arkansas are, are and, having no success. Right. That's what you point to is say, we're closer to the schools percentage wise that haven't given you anything to cheer about their fan bases, but they, they, they're not showing up either. Yeah, it's, but we, we should be there with the teams that win consistently because he has won pretty consistently at, at Ole Miss. And l- let me give this. He's leaving. Let me give this right? warning to Ole Miss and Ole Miss fans about this because I know a bunch of Ole Miss fans. Their fan base is better than, than that, than what he's saying. And I'm sure that, that I'm going to hear plenty of excuses about why the, the place wasn't packed or some event going on or what. We always hear these things when it goes on. Don't care. There's already been one Ole Miss head coach who left Oxford to go to Auburn and had a ton of success. His name was Tommy Tuberville. He's now a senator. We've actually had him on our show. Um, it could happen again. And I posted this earlier that I would be on the lookout for Auburn to go after Lane Kiffin and Lane Kiffin to be very interested in that job. And someone said, honest question, why? What is, what is good about Auburn compared to Ole Miss when you factor in money at both places, transfer portal, NIL, they're both getting SEC checks? And I kind of sat and thought for a second and said, I don't know really. It shouldn't be. I'm being dead serious. Other than Auburn's history that's been better than Ole Miss's in winning, there's not a single factor to me that should make Auburn that much more attractive of a job than Ole Miss in the SEC West. There's money in Oxford. There's should be a, a better fan base than there is right now. There's opportunities to recruit it, around you. I think Ole Miss is, is a tough job, but a good job. I think Auburn is a very tough job. And it's because of circumstances around Auburn with their boosters, the politics of the job, the fan base, everything else. So just gear up for Lane Kiffin being a target at Auburn and what that's going to look like. Well, you've got, I mean, the attendance, the support, the atmosphere. I mean, that's really the main difference, right? I mean, looking at, I know they hit the exits in the fourth quarter against Penn State and for good reason, but... They were there to begin. I mean, the expectations were there, even though it's a down year, and they know the head coach wants out as much as the boosters want him out. I mean, look, if they're, if it's going to be an issue that Lane Kiffin has to talk about with attendance when they're undefeated and they're gearing up for a game against a top-ten opponent, then maybe you're right that the big difference is, well, there's a lot better support at Auburn than at Ole Miss, but I just don't – I don't see that it has to be that way. Auburn had – I don't see that in today's SEC it has to be some no-brainer – that the Ole Miss, I think when Tommy Tuberville left Ole Miss for Auburn, it was seen, even with Auburn under a lot of NCAA problems, it was seen as a no-brainer that you take that job. I don't see it as easy a no-brainer this go-around, but I'm telling you, it's going to be an appealing situation for Lane Kiffin well, or I'm, someone. And, I mean, at what point does Ole Miss say, yeah, we're not matching, we're not rising to that level? You know, I think... can. Let's compare Kentucky to Ole Miss. They're playing this week. I think Kentucky's to a point where they're going to try to match any any type of offer that comes their way for their head football coach. I think he means a lot to their program and a lot to the people that are paying a lot of money to the university. Um, I don't know if I mean Kiffin doesn't give off that same vibe, right? Well, in, in Kentucky, like, because every year yes. it's 
and I'm not saying Stoops is anywhere close to Kiffin in, in his efforts to leave. Every coach is trying to leverage another job to get a raise. Kiffin will take a job if he's offered, right? Like if Miami really, he's begging Miami to make an offer for him, uh, begging Oregon to get involved. I mean, yeah, I, I think the Ole Miss job's more difficult than what we probably would expect. This and is that's, also, that's across the board. It starts with football, but at basketball and other spots too. This is also just little seeds being planted. Yes. You know, all the even if it's a joke and, and Kiffin loves to joke, but the jokes on social media, the rumors a year ago, now comments about fans leaving and having to gear his team up for a high school atmosphere when it shouldn't be that way. These are all little seeds being planted for the day that he leaves the program. And on on to Kentucky, they don't have problems with atmosphere at Kentucky. No. I mean when they have a big game, they they show out in Lexington. Their, their fan base for football is very underrated. It's a basketball school. I agree with John Calipari when he says that overall, but their football fan base is, is underrated. It's good. It's strong. They care. Which is surprising for football. I mean, that, that explains the job and what, and what Mark Stoops has done there. But, I, you know, Kiffin is the, the opposite of Stoops, Chad, where his presence alone will generate a buzz for you, right? Like it's Stoops is a decade in now, and he's now, you know, trying to go for back-to-back seasons with ten wins, and you know he's unbeaten through the month of September for the uh, the the second consecutive season. He's he's built the momentum. Kiffin kind of brings it with him, and I mean, did he have to do this much social media and in, in this type of press conference at Florida Atlantic? I mean, that's what no, I would love well, to ask yeah. him. Like, yeah. did you ever have to beg people to come to your games at Florida Atlantic? Well, he didn't at Tennessee before he left. I can tell you that much. May have had to do it at USC. They've had attendance issues. Well, fans at now Tennessee wanted him back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, it, it's a very interesting sound clip, especially going to a big week where they're, they're favored by a touchdown. And it, it's assumed that they'll be at capacity. It's not even announced yet at 65,000 where Kentucky's coming to town this week. More on that. We'll get you set up for what's going to be a great show tomorrow. Some big headlines this evening. That's next on Outkick 360. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, uh, Chad is eventually going to speak this into existence, isn't he? Um, Aaron Judge still six, sits on 60. A uh, first pitch is coming up in, what, 15 minutes or so? I, fe- um, I felt a little bit Yankees of ridicule at Blue Jays. when I said, when should people start to get nervous? I think he hits it soon. He's, I mean, well, it's got to be soon. This is the longest. We got a week. Well, I mean, uh, very soon. This is the longest drought he's gone between games of not hitting a homer. The guy's too good to just 
I mean, and he's still hitting the ball. It's not like he's you he know, can't see the he's ball. He's not in a slump. He's just not hitting a homer. I still contend it's getting close to nerve wracking time. Because it's the longest time he's gone between home runs. If it continue each game it continues, Yankees fans start to white knuckle it a little bit. Paul's not here right now, so we can't ask how he's feeling about this, but I bet he's starting to get a little bit nervous. A little bit nervous. I promise I'd show my socks off. Because yep. you said I'm a big sock guy. And that's true. Normally I wear more adventurous socks. I thought I had I have this sort of tropical motif. Where are your sock Superman socks tomorrow? That's got a bunch of multicolored palm trees on it. I thought I put those on today, but I went a little more, a little more understated. I went with these. These, it's a gray no, with blue gray socks. There's no, yeah, I was expecting more elaborate, well, no, it's, it's extravagant. Gray. It, it's it's not just gray. It's gray with blue. Please, <laughs> I'm not just going to wear gray socks on. It's gray with a nice small blue polka dot. Uh, I have gray, uh, I have two colors of socks, black and white, and that's it. Nice. That's all I have. Yeah, I, I did. I did have brown. I don't well, have brown anymore. You remember that I got for Christmas one year? I got Superman socks, and it had a cape on the back of the socks. Yeah, it had a red cape that came out, and, and I, you still have those. I cut the cape off though. I was like, the cape is too much. The Superman socks are fine. <laughs> I mean, there's blue socks with the Superman logo up top, but it actually had a cape on the socks, like a small red cape from the back. Yeah, you uh, you are the sock aficionado. Yeah, it's uh, you, you, look. I, I'm not adventurous with my hey. attire or wardrobe, but I get adventurous with the socks. You got to do something. Got to mix it up a little bit. Uh, Live golf. They faced an uphill climb with television and, and distribution. It sounds like they're going to buy time from Fox and FS1 to get their their tournaments on. Uh, on in the in the states with a, a TV agreement here, and the Fox will be they've already existed in the golf space, but they'll be in with some of the top stars in the world that are that have joined this tour over the last six to eight months. Here we go. I mean, th- this is what this is only a matter of time because the PGA and and Monaghan they could keep the partners at bay for only so long with a favor, and then at some point. You're going to have the personalities on the screen. They're going to draw and and attendance. they're getting paid for it. I mean, this is a win-win for right, Fox. Right. I mean, FS1. It's going to be better than a lot of the content. I'm sure that they have the rights to right now to put it on whatever time frame they do, and they're getting paid for this content. So that's a win for Fox. Um, a win for all of our listeners and viewers tomorrow. Trey Wallace, Armando Salguero. Feels like tomorrow should be Friday. Michael already. McHenry and Josh Pate. Pate State will be on Outkick 360 across the Outkick Network. Join us at 2 o'clock Central, 3 o'clock Eastern. It's been a fun week. For the Thursday edition.